Our first scripture reading is Micah 5, 2 through 5. The Lord says, Bethlehem Ephratah, you are one of the smallest towns in Judah, but out of you I will bring a ruler for Israel whose family line goes back to ancient times. So the Lord will abandon his people to their enemies until the woman is to give birth to her son. <clears throat> then those Israelites who are in exile will be reunited with their own people. When he comes with their... Oh, sorry. When he comes, he will rule his people with the strength that comes from the Lord and with the majesty of the Lord God himself. His people will live in, a, live in safety because people all over the earth will acknowledge his greatness and he will bring peace. The word of the God, word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Our second scripture reading is from the 80th Psalm, verses 1 through 7. Psalm 80, verses 1 through 7. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You are enthroned upon the cherubim. Shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading today comes from the gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. In the night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory shone about them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David, and you will recognize him by a sign. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly the angels was joined by a vast of hosts in the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let us go to Bethlehem, and let's see the things that has happened that the Lord has told us about. The word of God for the people of God. Everybody there? There we go. So we started off this Advent season talking about Zechariah and our need for sanctuary. And then we moved on to Mary and Elizabeth and our need for comfort and home. And then last week, Corey spoke about, I lost my part, I don't know what Corey spoke about. Corey spoke about Mary and Joseph, I'm sorry, I remember it, I was here. Um, I'm sorry. Corey spoke about Mary and Joseph and in our busy places and our busy spaces and how to navigate that around Christmas. In our last week of Advent, we have one final setting to discuss and one last protagonist, if you will, to discuss and bring to the foreground. Now, we haven't quite gotten to the baby and the stable just yet. We'll get there tomorrow. So if you want to hear the end of the story, um, you have to come tomorrow. Um, but we'll get there tomorrow. But today our focus is fields and some shepherds. Now, most of you know that I've lived in this area my whole life. I grew up in DeSoto County. I was born here. I was raised here. So I did, never lived on like a farm. 
I never hung out in the Delta like some of you have. I don't have this concept of vast fields that some people have. That's just not something that I identify with. And I don't know really sometimes how to identify with these old tenders of flock. Um, I don't know that I've experienced everything that they have, but the closest thing that I can bring to my mind that's close to it is hanging out at my grandmother's house when I was a child. My grandmother lived a couple, I don't know, some distance south of Holly Springs. Um, couldn't tell you where exactly. I was a child. But she lived south of Holly Springs at the time. She had six or seven acres. Their house was across the street from a big cow pasture. And I spent a couple weeks there every summer. Um, and so it's one of my favorite childhood memories is hanging out in this little portion. She had this garden that she would let me like go pick her blackberries, but then I had to snap beans for a long time. But um, I had, I got to pick the eggs in the morning from the chicken coop. I did those things. You know, you run around with your, my siblings always came, some of us, a lot of my cousins. I don't know how my grandmother dealt with, you know, 12 children every summer, but she did. And we would hang out down there. And it's, and that's probably the most free I've ever felt in my life. Like, you know, when you go back to those memories of childhood, of being seven, and there's no worries, and there's summer heat, and eating blackberries till you puke, and like those kind of, y'all did it, come on. Uh, but those deep feelings of freedom in fields and open spaces. Like, I can almost, if you ask me to, like, I can almost smell it. Like, I can almost smell, you know, Mississippi clay and honeysuckle and oak trees and, like, and cow pasture, like all of it all together, it's memories, right? It's those memories. And we've all been in those wide open spaces. And we've all had those chi fond childhood memories of maybe open spaces with wooded places and where you built forts with your families and, and played cowboys and Indians. Those things come to mind when we think about these wide open spaces and places. And this is the landscape that we find our shepherds in today. Well, 2,000 years ago, but it was probably slightly less picturesque, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it probably wasn't the same fond memories that I had uh, because, you know, I had fond memories because I didn't pull the weeds in those gardens. Um, I didn't have to till the ground there. I didn't have to raise the chickens. I just got to come and steal the eggs and leave. I didn't work the ground. I didn't do those things. But these young shepherds, it was work. It was work for these people. They weren't so lucky to do those things. They were lowly shepherds, which isn't a glamorous job. And not only that, they were the night crew, right? In a time period with no electricity and no coffee and five-hour energies, they had to do what we do to fall asleep all night. They counted sheep. They counted sheep perpetually. That was their only job, right? So they had a difficult job under difficult conditions. They were exposed to the element. Elements, probably, more than one. Um, and if y'all have ever been to a desert, anybody ever been to the desert? It drops like 50, 60 degrees at night. It gets freezing. It's hot in the day. It's cold at night. There's no consistency for these shepherds at all. So what I'm trying to tell you basically this morning is that these shepherds were not top of the food chain kind of people, right? They weren't normal people. They were probably a step below. They were probably not members of the Rotary Club. They probably didn't get to be in the country club. They weren't those kind of people, right? They were the outcast a little below, a little farther. 
And in this setting to these people is where we see heaven touch earth for the first time. At the beginning of Luke 2, we see the writer tell us about the political climate as well. It's when Caesar Augustus ruled, right? It's when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and then you have Herod that is still active at the time. So we know there were important people. We know that there were people that mattered. But that's not where heaven showed up. That's not where the good news was declared. Surely heaven knew that there were more important people. Heaven did know, and God chose shepherds. That's so important. Heaven did know, and God chose shepherds. And that's good news. That's good news. That's good news for me, I know. That's good news for all of us in this room. It's good news that he didn't have to pick a guy named Augustus, whose preferred title was Jupiter Optimus Maximus. That's what Augustus liked to go by. Jupiter Optimus Maximus, which sounds more like a transformer than an emperor's <laughs> title, right? Like, it's a bizarre thing. That was his choice. That was his God title at the time. And he didn't choose him. He chose shepherds. And that's good news. Because it says to us, and it says to all of creation this morning, and it's what an angel said then, that it is good news for great joy for all people, all of us. And that good news extends to you and to me this morning. And it would be easy to stop right there. It would be easy to shut the book and pray the benediction and go home because it's good news. If we could just proclaim it is good news for us and that Jesus does good things for us and that's it, that would be easy. But it gets a little bit more complicated than that, doesn't it? Because if Jesus came for all people, then it means he came for all of us. It's easy for me and for us with little children. We start with closest to us. We tell our children you know, Jesus, he has the whole world in his hands, right? The little song that you sang as a kid. He's got the whole world in his hands. So when you sing it with a child to convey who God came for, you say, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. He's got, see, real close. You got you and me, sister, in his hands. He's got the little bitty baby in his hands. But we don't say, I got that uncle that I hate in his hands. <laughs> we don't go there, do we? We're not like, he's got Donald Trump in his hands. He's got Nancy Pelosi. We don't go there. We don't go there. We don't go to the difficult, right? We don't go there right away. And you can insert wherever you want on the political spectrum. I tried to throw a bunch in there and, uh, and rhyme. It was hard. That took me a while. Um, cadence. Um, but you can name whoever you want on the political spectrum, whoever you want on your dysfunctional family spectrum, but we don't even begin our small songs of small children conveying the fact that God loves the difficult too. Right? He loves the hard to love ones. He came for the ones that don't look like us. And often we like to acknowledge that God came for the downtrodden but we have to also remember that he came for the powerful too. He might have revealed himself to shepherds, 
But the incarnation was just as much for Quirinius as it was for those shepherds. No one is exempt from the love of God. No one is exempt from the love of God. He pursues us to the deepest depths and to the highest heights because it was never our position he came to redeem. It was us. It was us. And history doesn't know the names of those shepherds, but heaven did. And heaven came for them, and heaven came to meet them. And when heaven met them, the angels didn't just stop with the declaration of the Messiah. They had some additional words for those scared little shepherd boys. They said, this will be a proclamation of peace as a reminder to us and to all generations that to accept the Messiah is to accept peace for all mankind. Our jobs should and could never be just to accept the good news and not to declare it. We can't just accept it for us and not spread it out to everyone else that we know. So what does that look like in today's world to declare peace? In a time where we don't have a Jupiter Optimus Maxim, whatever, Optimus Prime, uh, when we don't have Caesar Augustus and an emperor of Rome that needs to be torn down, what does it look like to bring peace into our world? Well, I'm not claiming I have the answer to world peace this morning. But what I do know is that when the angels spoke about peace, what they did first was that they worshipped the Messiah. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. And those shepherds were then given instructions on where to find people that also knew the Messiah. And then you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. I don't have the answer to world peace, but I know that I find peace by worshiping God with others that know God. And that when I want to share peace, I do a better job of it when I'm in connection with all of you. I do it way better when I'm in connection with all of you. And whether it's some toys for some kids, some light bills being paid, some rent being covered, we impact needy families way better together than we ever would separately. We bring that peace into an unpeaceful place together. And it's not just resources that make us better together. It's me. It's you. I am a better human when I worship together. I'm a better person when I don't do this alone. And it's easier for me then to share that peace and to share encouragement and direction with other people when I'm in connection with people like you. From long conversations with youth girls deep into the night, they like to talk late, y'all. Um, from random people that call our church line that need a prayer and help. I do all of that better when I experience the peace of this place and when I experience it with all of you. So going into Christmas this week, you're going to encounter some people that you probably don't get along with. I know I will. Is that just me? That's cool. It's just me. Uh, I'm going to encounter some people I know I, won't prob I don't always get along with. And that's okay. 
And sometimes you're going to walk into situations this week that are the opposite of peaceful. But I hope through our community here and our declarations today that you can reflect back on the peace that you have felt in this room. And I hope you continue to feel it. And that peace exists because the incarnation that lives in all of us today. And Corey, if you could grab that gift for me, please. Sorry, he's in charge of this part. Um... Yeah, it shocked me. I won't go real fast. Sorry, I needed my object. So I wanted to hold this up and show it to all of you. It's a small wooden ornament that is our gift to you this Christmas season. And it has a picture of the wooden, the wooden, it has a picture of the Holy Family in wood. Um, But it has a very prominent crash. I made sure we got one that showed the setting. It may have felt odd at times to talk about the setting so much. You can begin to pass them out, Corey. I'm going to hold this one. Uh, Thank you, though. Um, It may have felt odd at times to talk about the setting of the story so much, right? It may may have felt different because it's not a part we normally focus on. But I hope you hang this ornament on your tree this year and remember that the setting is important ultimately because the God of heaven could have chosen to do this another way. I'm going to say that again. The God of heaven could have chosen to do this another way. To bring peace on earth, he could have done it differently, but he chose to come here. The setting is important because the setting is here. It's where we live. It's where we are. It is near us. He came to this earth to be close to us to be like us because he loves us. We're about to sing a hymn of reflection here in just a moment. And that hymn of reflection is called Emmanuel. And may we never forget that God came to be with us and that he never left. That God has never left us. He is still a God that is here He is still a God that is present in our good times and in our bad times. God is here. He is God with us then. He is God with us now. He is a God that walks beside us in our Christmas season as we declare peace to this broken world. And as we pray for peace of those in the highest positions and those in the lowest God is here. So today, let us continue to pray prayers of peace for the refugee and the migrant and the homeless and the lonely. And may we continue to pray the presence of Emmanuel over every president and chancellor and ruler of this world. And may we declare goodwill towards men to our neighbors and our friends and our enemies today. May we declare the peace of God. Let us pray.